Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report, a brand new show for you on this Thursday, September 17th, year of our Lord Shizmu 2020. They all hell Shizmu. Well, yesterday you cut me off and I didn't get to say it. So I didn't know if you were going to cut me off again. So every other time... I didn't know. I thought you were going to say something again. So every other time, right. it's gone the way it always goes. Right. One time right. just fucking throws I, I you off. I was trying to give you a little space forever. in case you wanted to jump in again. All right. All hell she's moved. I know how it works. Don't change anything <laughs> ever once with I, Eddie. I don't his, know. His whole worldview will collapse. <laughs> It is right to give him thanks and praise. I'm talking about she's boo, naturally, not Eddie Pence. <laughs> oh, hell, she's boo. It is right to give him thanks and praise. <laughs> could fix that in post. <laughs> Welcome to the show, kids. Despite the bumpy beginning, I think we got a hell of a show lined up for you today. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, because, first of all, Eddie's finally letting Steve Ashton be on the show. <laughs> it's not my fault. Which is very nice of him. Oh. So Steve will be stopping by with a UK update. Is it a is it a UK update or an U? No, it's oh, a, a UK a update. UK. Just, just weird because it's three weird. letters. Because usually before a vowel, you say an. Yes, an UK update. That'd be weird. That would be weird. It's definitely <laughs> a. It's the UK update coming towards you later on in the show today. Also coming up later in the show because it's Thursday. Ralph Sex University. We're going to get sexy up in this show. Mm. Yeah. We're going to get a little kinky today. We're going back to kink. Oh, nice. We got a request from a, a listener who wants to talk all about the magical world of clamps, Eddie. Oh, ouch. Sex clamps. Mm -mm. Where are you putting those clamps? Not into that. What kind of clamps are you using? No. Nope. How do you use the clamps? Not into There's it. There's a whole world of clampage <laughs> going on. <laughs> no, thank you. Just call me Jed Clampet. <laughs> <laughs> Are you were you a clamper in your heyday? I uh, I know my way. Dabble? I know my way around a clamp. Okay, yeah, all right. So uh, can't we'll, wait to hear about it. We'll talk about uh, where on the body you could put them, and mm -hmm. what's the most effective part, and what the kind of different kinds of clamps. Oh, there's so many different no, clamps. I'm not into it. Well. uh some people out there are or are interested in it. I'm going to give them a go tutorial. Everybody go for it. That's what we do on the show. And we got the entertainment news. We got your phone calls. So much show. Again, we're going to be leaking. We're leaking show. We got to get those those holes sealed up. Get some caulk in here. What? What do you cock, want? Cock up the, the creases. And you want to cock up oh. your crease? Stop it from leaking. Oh, you mean caulk. 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 Caulk is what you're I call it caulk. Do you? That must make trips to the hardware store very you guys, interesting. You guys have caulk? I ran out of caulk. I need some caulk. Hey, fellas. I'm in desperate need of some caulk. <laughs> you know, the stuff with the white stuff that comes out that. I need a long tube. <laughs> yeah, the caulk. The caulk. I need some caulk. I'm doing a project at home. I realized I need caulk. <laughs> That'd be a uh, caulk, 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 caulk. 
Uh, yeah, so <laughs> we're definitely going to get the caulk out and uh, seal up those holes. But meanwhile, um, just you're going to enjoy it. Not nearly as much as you you have the first opening minutes of this show, but the rest of it equally as good. Not guarantee. Not guarantee. Uh, before we get into the show proper, however, got some stuff to talk about. Don't forget, I sent the link out today for our big virtual cocktail party <laughs> we're having this weekend. Saturday, 3 p.m. Tune in. If you've never been on one, jump on. All Garmy members are welcome. If you've been there before, come on back. I'm sure many of our regulars will be on hand. We always have a blast, and so it's going to be a good time. And uh, I haven't had a free weekend in quite some time, so I will likely be imbibing by the time you see me on Saturday. Good times. Uh, what else we got? Oh, I wanted to mention a Garmy member, Marcus Aiko. Marcus is a uh, tried and true member of the Garmy. And the reason I bring up this particular uh, thing that he's project he's working on is because I know we have many members of the Garmy out there who have a, a bent towards writing. Yes. We've had several Garmy members publish their own yes. novels. Yes. And I know a lot of you out there like to write. We have a fairly fairly creative community when it comes to the Garmy. So I wanted to mention this project he's working on because I think it's really interesting. He has started a new YouTube channel called The Idiot on the Writer's Block. And it's a reference to him because he is about to endeavor his first fiction novel. Oh. And he's a little daunted by the the concept. So he has started a tutorial YouTube channel called The Idiot on the Writer's Block, where he asks experts, people who have written multiple books, tips on how to write, publish, and promote your uh, your first book. Oh, interesting. So I thought people would be digging that. Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. I also mentioned it today because uh, his topic that's currently up there on his channel is how to write sex scenes in novels. Oh. Effectively. And today, of course, is Thursday, our sexy day here on the show. So again, if you are a uh, aspiring author... I thought I would uh, give out this YouTube channel because it might have some interesting uh, lessons that you can learn. That does sound interesting. It's called The Idiot on the Writer's Block. That's the name of the YouTube channel. You can just search for that over at YouTube. And uh, the guy who behind it is uh, Marcus Aiko, who's a, uh, a Garmy member. So I thought I would share that information with nice. everyone. And uh, one more thing. Speaking of Garmy members, thanks to everybody who sent this out to me. I truly appreciate it. It certainly is cause for celebration. Yingling Beer. America's oldest brewery yeah. has announced for the first time ever in its history, uh -huh. and they've been brewing since 1829, Eddie Pence. That's a long time ago. Long time ago. Yingling beer is going to be available in the West. <gasps> yeah. Right? When? When's it coming out? Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like prohibition ending all over again. It's exactly like it's that. It's exactly like that. When's the last time you had a yingling? Last time I was in Philly. So it's been a while. Every time I go to Philadelphia, I always get a hotel room downtown near uh, Independence Mall, the area where the historical area of downtown mm -hmm. Philadelphia. And from there, I can walk to 4th and South Streets. Location of Jim's Steaks, my favorite cheesesteak. And I go upstairs to their dining room that looks out over South Street there. And I get myself a big old cheesesteak and an ice cold yingling yacht lager. And that was the last time I'm salivating just talking about it. <laughs> that was the last time I had a yingling was when back when I was in Philly. So not when was I back last? Last year? Could that'd it be, have been 2019? 
or did I go last year at all? I don't know. It's been a long time. I forget. Time is me- meaningless to me now. I've it's been a lost, rough couple of years. I've lost all track. But um, So you're going to have a fo- uh, completely stocked fridge when it's available out here. Yes. All the time. I will be drinking yingling lager on the reg, as the kids say. <laughs> apparently, I, you know, I keep meaning to, well, it's too late now, but there was a bar in uh, North Hollywood, apparently, that had it available on tap. Really? Yeah. I don't know how they got the kegs, but... Uh, huh. Smoking the bandit, throw it out. Yeah, right. Someone told me that you could always get it there, but I have not had one east, uh, west of the uh, of the Rockies since I've been back east. But uh, 22 states is the only place you can get it in back east. And now starting in the second half of 2021, it will be available to those of us here on the west. Now, they haven't announced yet which states they're going to begin with. Uh-oh. So, but they got California, right? You would think it would come here first, right? right? If you're going to try to break through in a marketplace, you'd probably want to pick the biggest state. So I'm assuming they'll hit us, but they're going to announce um, next Tuesday, I guess they'll announce, which I'm not, they said on Tuesday, they'll announce in a few months, which Western states will be getting yingling first. So that's very exciting. It's very exciting for you. Oh my God. So exciting for you. I'm going to bathe in it. I'm going to fill up the bathtub. (laughs) I'm going to get in and just let it just, just ice cold bath seep into my pores. And speaking of booze and Thursday, mm-hmm. it is Thirsty Thursday. Carl. Carl Butel, our Garmy member, and uh, as he's being known now, the gartender of the Garmy. <laughs> Every Thursday, he samples a drink that I challenge him with. He builds it and he drinks it for your pleasure. And today is no different. Uh, Thursday, Thursday. The drink today is the pineapple upside down cake was the last drink that I challenged mm. him with. He's going to put that together. And he is starting to make uh, video versions yes. of this now. So what I did was I said, okay, I'm going to bounce the video over to the two, three, and four star generals because those are the uh, Garmy generals who get the bonus video content. Yes. And then some people who aren't two, three, and four star generals. Yeah, see, if you, see if you can figure out who those people are. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one star channels were like we used to listen to it and we like listening to it and now we can't listen to it and we can't see it yeah. Boo hoo you can't give it and then take it away right so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna play the audio ah. today yes. and every thursday on the show so you can hear him describe what he's doing and the drink that he's making and his reaction to that drink but if you want to see the video of it then you got to be a two, three, or four star. You're general. a fair and just rule. That seems right, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm Ralph so. the Wise, as we established <laughs> you are, yesterday. You are Ralph the Wise. I am Ralph the Wise. So uh, <laughs> here it is. If you want to take a listen, here for you, uh, one star generals, and for any two, three, and fours that are also inclined. Here is uh, Carl Butel, our resident gartender, making today's drink the pineapple upside down cake. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thirsty Thursday. I'm Carl from Agora, and I'm your bartender. Uh, and today's drink is the pineapple upside down cake. Before I get going, I wanted to give a few thanks. One, John Cooperman, thank you so much for making a jingle. I love it. It's crazy, and I'm so happy to have it. Two, a uh, special thanks to Brandon Rohrbacher, who keeps insisting I use the term gartender. If you like it, let me know or thank him. And then finally, to Brent. You know what you said, Brent. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Okay, let's get on with our drink. Today's drink, the pineapple upside down cake, is a combination of five liquids. I say liquids because not all of them are alcoholic. By the way, 
if you hear a sound in the background that sounds like a saw going through change, uh, chains, that's because my neighbor decides to go ahead and carve only when I'm filming this segment. Um, thanks, Steve. All right, let's get on with the drink. First off, we have vodka. Uh, this vodka right here I got at Costco. It's actually a pretty good vodka for all drinks, but especially drinks where you're mixing in strong flavors like pineapple juice and grenadine. You don't need a very sophisticated vodka to get the job done. We also have here um, a bourbon or whiskey. This is from Tennessee and it's called Bullet. It's not spelled Bullet, but it's pronounced Bullet. We also have peach schnapps. Thanks, Ralph. Uh, I told there, there was two drinks that kind of done me in on the past. One was Goldschlager. The other was definitely peach schnapps. Uh, basically destroyed the second half of my prom night. And uh, it's a liqueur that is flavored like peach. And then our two non-alcoholic beverages we have, we have pineapple juice and uh, grenadine. So the proportions are as follows. This drink enjoys 0.75 ounces of the vodka, so not even a full ounce. Okay, easy. We have half an ounce of bourbon, not all that much. We have only a quarter ounce of peach schnapps. Oh, goodness, I don't want any more than that. Enough of you. And then pineapple juice at half an ounce again. And then Ralph, you recommended a splash of grenadine. I actually went and looked up what a splash is. A splash is 0.2 ounces. It actually had a term. And in the kitchen, if you use the term splash, it also can mean 0.2 ounces. So here we go, a splash of grenadine, and that's it. Now, the total toxicity of this drink, when you take all those and add them together, uh, at the 80 proof for the vodka, 90 for the bourbon, 30 for the peach schnapps, and zero for the pineapple juice and grenadine, when you take their proportions and you get the average uh, proof of this drink, you come in at 51 proof or 25% alcohol. This is a far departure from last week's Mach 5, and the only drink that I can think that's anywhere near there is maybe a port uh, to type of fortified wine, but even that's only 20% alcohol. All right, let's give this a shake and a taste, shall we? We've got our official Ralph Garmin shot glass. And here we go. Great. This is a great kind of pink color. Really is pink. All right, if you can see that, a little frothy on the top. That is excellent. You can definitely taste the pineapple and the cherry. Kind of reminds me of those old popsicles. I don't know, we called them big sticks back in the day, but they're like a mix between cherry and pineapple and orange. Uh, it's very cool going down, easy to drink. Maybe I should check it to make sure how easy it is. Yeah, this is excellent. This would be fun at any parties. All right, so many of you liked the price breakdown last week. I thought I'd do it again. So here we go. We have vodka. That entire bottle right here only cost me $13. Uh, so the drink cost is 51 cents. The bourbon's the expensive ticket right here, at least when I used this bullet bourbon, $25, uh, 99 cents for the ounce that I, or the uh, portion that I used, I guess I used a half an ounce. Uh, peach snots, I paid $6 for. That's $6 too much. I also bought like the world's cheapest peach snots because I knew I wouldn't be using it regular, uh, regularly. 
However, if you want a good schnapps company, I like the Kelper. It's a uh, Dutch and uh, I make a lot of drinks using this. It's excellent. Might up the price a little bit if you use better ingredients, of course. The pineapple can was 50 cents and the grenadine was $9 for an entire bottle, giving this drink a grand total of $1.05. Really different from last week's, almost fourth of what last week's was that the $4 and around 4.10 mark. So not a very expensive shot to make. And you can probably get two shots out of just one. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's my review of the pineapple upside down cake. Before I go, I did want to add one more thing. I kind of had a thought. I thought it would be cool for those of you who lived locally to Agora to maybe once this whole COVID thing is over to come and be guests, drinkers of Ralph's drinks. So if you live near Agora, and for those of you who have no idea where Agora is, it's just outside of Los Angeles or the San Fernando Valley in California, um, you're welcome. So if you're interested, hit me up at carlfromagora at gmail.com. And thanks again for all your kind comments. I read them all. I like them all. I reply to them as many as I can. You guys are truly, truly kind. All right. Have a great day. And thanks again, Ralph, for the drink. So there you go. There's your pineapple upside down. Hope cake. everybody's happy. If you want to watch it, I sent out the video link today as well. You can check that nice. out. Uh, heads up, Carl. Here is your next challenge. This will be next week's uh thirsty thursday okay it's called a drink called the motor oil motor i've heard of that one you've heard of the motor, heard oil? Of the motor oil here are the ingredients to a shot called the motor oil an ounce of jägermeister mm. yeah we're already getting motor oily <laughs> half ounce of peppermint schnapps oh, God. half ounce of goldschlager cinnamon schnapps not easy Jesus. to say when you're a sober schnapps a lot of two schnapps and then a half ounce of Malibu coconut rum. Oh, Malibu man. rum, yeah. That's a lot. Put those together in a uh, in a shaker. Uh, chill them, shake them, pour them out, boom. You got some motor oil. It's going to burn going down. You got to be careful when you order the motor oil at a bar, just in case they're next to a, a garage. <laughs> and you might actually get motor if oil. If they have access to real motor oil, you want to be careful. It's like Eddie asking for caulk at a, uh, <laughs> at a, at a hardware store. It's... So there you go, kids. There's all the business out of the way. Let's get to you guys, the Garmy, shall we? Here's what we do. We love it when you reach out to us. Many ways you can do that. One, send us an email, ralph at the ralphreport.com, eddie at the ralphreport.com, or steve at the ralphreport.com. Uh, you can also reach us on social media with all our uh, names, or you can do what many chokes, many chokes, many folks choose to do, or many chokes, many chokes, many chokes foos to do. <laughs> Leave us a voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline. It is available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So simple to use. Simply dial the number 1-833-Hi-Ralph. I listen to them all. Then I grab a handful. We put them here at the top of the show in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. First up is Shane. He is uh, calling in with his one-hit blunder. We've been doing the worst cover songs of all time. We were just talking about Madonna yesterday, weren't we? Oh, yeah. Here's Shane. Hey, Ralph and Eddie. Shane, three-star from Inglewood calling about a one-hit wonder, Madonna's cover of American Pie. Mm. Just fucking awful. Yeah. LMB. 
We were talking about Madonna yesterday because she is writing and directing her own biopic. As one should. Which still, as I say it, as the words come out of my mouth, shockingly bad decision on the part of people who are uh, funding this project. Why would you let anyone tell their own story? I don't know. Least of all, someone who's shown no real skill as either a film actor or a director up to this point. If Orson Welles wanted to make his own biopic. I could see that. Maybe you let him do it. I could see that. But barring... That level of talent, it doesn't seem like a good idea. But, it, uh, you know, her bad decisions don't end and begin with uh, film. She also decided to take on the classic American Pie and Oof. remake that with a dance beat behind it. Oh, no. It's, it's mm. just wrongheaded on every level. So let's share it with you. Here's Madonna's one-hit blunder of American Pie. Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Give me Megadeth. At least it's six minutes long, so it's got that going for it. <laughs> oh, oh! Rob called in. Uh, I blew it again yesterday. I am I am Ralph the Wise, but I'm not Ralph the Perfect. Oh, yeah. Rob called in to straighten me out. Hi, Ralph. Yo ho, Edwin. Um, I just had to pause the show. This is Rob, uh, something star general from Maryland. Um, you celebrated Chev Woolley's death. And didn't mention the fact that he is the guy who probably did the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. That's a perfect chance to go, ah, All right. whatever the hell. All right. So, uh, love you, me, and bye. Yeah, we did talk about Cheb Woolley in the uh, Hello Death segment yesterday, and I did play his smash hit song, One-Eyed, One-Horde, Flying Purple People Eater. Yes. But I did neglect to mention that it is uh, believed he is the actor who actually voiced the legendary Wilhelm scream that you hear in so many movies mm. for all these years. We should play it. Ah! I guess there I should. There it is. <laughs> That's Sheb Woolley apparently getting shot off a horse by an arrow in a classic <laughs> Western, and then they used it over and over again, even in, I believe, all the Star Wars. All but they? Last Jedi, they stopped they doing stopped, that. Yeah. Ah! So there you go. Uh, speaking of things that make you go, ah! Lindsay called in to talk about the Washington football team. Yes. We were talking about them yesterday because of the debacle that was the uh, football game. I didn't think it was a debacle this at all. past weekend. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. This is Lindsay from Arkansas. As if I didn't have enough reasons to hate on the Washington football team. Right. Now it's responsible for bumping UK correspondent Steve Ashton. Right. To tomorrow. Yep. Jesus Christ, Eddie. Get it together. Right. Let me mean it. Bye. Right. Get what together? You. What? With your football so my team. My favorite football team beat your favorite football team handily, and I might then, add. And then you, we can talk about it. And then it. you barred Steve Ashton. I didn't bar You made that show, call. Which I didn't make that call. I think is just no. reprehensible. That's your call. I you think made the call. We can all agree. Eddie's terrible. Mm. Right? Oh. I have no say in what goes into the show. Mm, that's what you'd have people believe. <laughs> Zero but much pull. like big hummus, you are pulling all the strings behind the scenes and making everything happen. Big hummus. With big Can garbanzo you... bean. Mm. Uh, speaking of that uh, battle 
uh, on the gridiron this past weekend. <laughs> yeah. Eddie and I did agree to a wager. Whichever team comes up with the best record at the end of the season, the loser will be the recipient of a pie in the face. <laughs> and that will be videotaped and provided to you, uh, you Garmy members. Well, Mark has called in and he's uh, sweetening the deal a little bit oh. in a very sort of kind hearted way. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. It's Mark here from uh, Palm Coast, Florida, two star general. Heard your show today about your little wager you might be doing with mm -hmm. the uh, football team and the Eagles. Well, I will say whoever's team uh, comes out ahead, I will donate $50 to a charity of their choice. Hope other Garmin members decide to do the same. LMB, have a great NFL season. How about that? That's, that's wonderful. That is amazing. That's wonderful. Uh, Mark is uh, is taking some money and throwing it to a charitable organization of our choice, depending on which one of our teams does better. And I think that is uh, remarkably That's awesome. Of him. That's awesome. If you had to choose a charity, I'm not forcing you, I won't, I won't lock you down, but if you had to pick one now to say to Mark, yeah, this is who I would like you to um, donate to, what would you pick? I mean, food banks right now are pretty big right now with the pandemic and stuff. I sure. would probably give to, just because I, I deal with it on a daily basis, the uh, Multiple Sclerosis Society. Excellent charity. Uh, for me, it would probably be uh, Bring Yingling to California. <laughs> my new my new, uh, so that's... my new charitable organization that I've started. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I always go with March of Dimes because they're the only real... Uh, charity that does any sort of work regarding premature babies and both of my kids were preemies and yeah. my son passed from a a disease that affects almost exclusively premature babies yeah. called uh um nick and so um and they're they're doing uh they're trying to create research to uh, solve that problem so uh yeah i always uh kind of lean towards both of ours hit close to home so to speak exactly uh speaking of hitting close to home we did mention this Eddie uh, won't eat the hummus because of all the uh, the conspiracy that's going on behind the scenes right. regarding that particular food. Wayne noticed. He called in. Hey, Ralph the Wise. Yo, ho, Eddie. I just had to throw my vote in for Eddie's drunk thoughts. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Oh, this is Wayne Two Star up in Northern California, beekeeper extraordinaire or mediocre as the case may be. In any event... Um, yeah, Eddie on hummus. Mm -hmm. I laughed so hard when he was talking about kicking the shit out of hummus yeah. that I almost beat. So, uh, <laughs> if you can make that happen, Captain, that would be the best thing uh, to happen to me in a while. So, thanks much, uh, LMB. You got it, Wayne. It turns out, if you're new to the show, uh, when Eddie goes off on one of his insane rants, he sounds uh, like a like a drunk guy, but he doesn't drink. But if you take him and you slow him down by half speed, he really sounds like a drunk guy. And that's why we've created Eddie's Drunk Thoughts. I can't see that close up. something a foot from your face. It's gross. Eddie's Drunk Thoughts. I'm fine. Yeah, my teeth are working. It sure seems like there is an agenda behind how much people want you to eat hummus. Run, let me run this past you for a minute and see if this makes any sense. Uh -huh. What if it's an enormously popular food at parties, and so that's why people have it on hand to serve to please their guests, not some conspiracy where you think they're trying no. to force people who don't like hummus to eat it. It just seems like they're trying to whoever, whatever big hummus is or whatever. Yeah. The hummus industry is yeah. really trying to be the forefront yeah. of Sabra's pulling all the all the strings. 
big garbanzo is really uh, afraid of hummus. Grown afraid man. of it. I'll yeah. fight it. <laughs> Beat the fuck out of it. Throw it right in the trash can. What's it gonna do? Nothing. Lay there like hummus. Oh boy. Eddie's become the drunk guy who's threatening to start a fight with food. That's who he is at the bar. I'd put hummus in its place. Yeah, you would. And we've been playing upbeat songs, songs to lift your spirits, things that get you going at the top of the show. We've been calling them our happy hits. Anthony called in with his. Ralph, Anthony, one-star general, happy hit, Jackie Wilson, your love keeps lifting me higher. This is the happy hit. Mm. It helped the Ghostbusters defeat all the negative goo of Vigo. Let's play it. Good point. Yeah, if, very true. if you're going to uh, fight v- the evil of Vigo, you're going to need this song. Jackie Wilson's <laughs> Higher and Higher. Today's happy hit. Thank you so much for that, sir. Thanks to everybody who called in and uh, participated in today's segment. You too can join in on the fun, but you got to call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right, now it's time for us to pay tribute to some folks who passed away on this day, September 17th throughout history. Look at their lives and their legacies, their accomplishments, and maybe even their failures. It's a segment called Hello, Death. Did you electrocute yourself or run into a shell? Hello, death. Did you eat poison mold or just get old? Hello, death. Did you fall from the sky? Ralph Garman will know why, even though you said goodbye. Hello, death. Hello, 
September 17th, 1858, Dred Scott, the famous U.S. ex-slave who sought to sue for his freedom, died of tuberculosis on this day mm. at the age of 63. He lost that case. He did lose That's that case. He went to uh, crazy. Went to the U.S. government and said, I'd like to be free, please, and I would like to sue for that. And they're like, mm, no, you're, you're, property. you're still property. Yeah. But thanks for coming by, <laughs> Dred. 1873, Alexander Berry. That name will be familiar to a lot of our Garmy members down under. He was the Scottish surgeon and adventurer who established the first European settlement on the south coast of New South Wales, Australia. Hmm. Died at the age of 91 on this day. Auguste Toulet, Belgian balloonist, famous Belgian balloonist, what? died like on this day in 1895. He flew in balloons he... or he made balloons? <laughs> Here we go. I just want <laughs> Here we go. What'd he do? A balloonist. Was he a balloon, like animal yes. balloons? He, he, made... was, he was a famous guy who made animal balloons in the 1800s. <laughs> he was, was very popular. The, the, the poodle? At kids' parties. What did he do? He'd make a sword or a hat. <laughs> you can have anything. Yeah, that's why we're mentioning him in this segment. If he we're... was the first one that did it. No. Yeah. Then he deserves some kudos. He was a legendary hot air balloonist, uh, Eddie Pence. Well, he he should have put the hot air in there. He would travel uh, with uh, via balloon all over Belgium. Seems like a slow way to get to where you want to go. Well, in 1895, they didn't have a lot of options, I guess. Mm. Um, any guesses on how Auguste Toulet passed away on this day in 1895? I think he died in a balloon accident. You're absolutely right, Eddie Pence. His balloon came plummeting to earth so hard... Ooh. That when they went to the crash site, the basket that he was in was completely buried by earth. Oh, my God. When they arrived. They had to dig him out of the ground. Mm. That's how fast that uh, came down. Bet he wish he stuck to balloon animals. That's right. Would have been better off. Been way better off. Speaking of crashing, 1908 on this day, Thomas E. Selfridge became the first person to die in a plane crash. Huh. He's he, the only person in that plane? No, he was not. Oh. He was a passenger. In a plane being piloted by Orville Wright. Oh. The plane crashed. He died, and Orville Wright ended up with a broken left thigh, several broken ribs, a damaged hip, and was hospitalized for seven weeks before Ooh. he was released. Oh. But uh, Tom Selfridge did not survive the crash. Okay. I'm surprised anyone kept making planes. <laughs> That would have been it, right? Because if I'm if I'm one of the Wright brothers, I'm like, fuck, this is d deadly. Not doing that again. This is a dangerous invention. Let's not make any of these anymore. People will just die. Let's get in the balloon industry. That's right. And then someone will say, no, no remember Augie Tillette? Oh, yeah. yeah he, he didn't have Let's a just good, stay out of the air. He didn't have a good time. Uh, 1984, Richard Basehart, American character actor, passed away at the age of 70. I loved Richard Basehart. One of my favorite shows when I was a kid. I used to watch reruns a voyage to the bottom of the sea do you remember that I show watched, no, i don't remember that show <gasps> so goddamn great i don't remember that show they were they were in the sea view this space agey kind of submarine and they'd go underwater right. and fight crime and stuff i don't think I, now it's now it sounds familiar here's the intro i, I love the theme song too To the Bottom of the Sea, starring Richard Basehart. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of crime at the bottom of the sea? Yeah, oh yeah. There's a, a ring of uh, bank, smuggling sharks. Bank robbers. They're, those guys are bad. You got to take Jewel care of them. Jewel thieves at the bottom of the sea. Stealing pearls, I guess. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Prying open oysters and taking their <laughs> shit and stuff. 
No, it would be like, you know, they'd stop spies and things oh, yeah. and everything and people who were bad and stuff. Gotcha. It was one of those Irwin Allen shows. Remember when Irwin Allen yes. had like Lost in Space? Yeah. And like, okay, I did space. What can I do? Let's go to Under the Water. I'll do Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. He did Time Tunnel. There was a bunch of those sort of action shows mm-hmm. from the 60s. And when I, I was a kid, they just re-ran them. I don't uh, think I saw that one. Endlessly. Uh, who else passed away on this day? 1985, Laura Ashley, legendary fashion designer. Mm-hmm. She passed away by falling down the stairs of her daughter's home at the age of 60. Oof. Now, her daughter, also in the business, by the way. So oh, that seems wonder, a little foul play-ish. I wonder if maybe there was a push involved at the top of the stairs. Or a, or a loose stair. Her daughter took over the business once uh, Laura was out of the way. Mm. Uh, she was a famous uh, British, not only clothing designer, but also worked in um, furnishings as well. The Laura Ashley style is, is still around today. Kind of looks like a 19th century rural style. So it looks like farmhouses yeah, and things. Yeah, flannel like type stuff. Exactly. 1989, Jay Stewart, American TV and radio announcer, uh, died on this day. He was famously the announcer for Let's Make a Deal with Monty Hall. Monty Hall would say, would you like what's behind the curtain or what's in the box? Jay is now bringing down the uh, mm. aisle. And he was the announcer and sort of sidekick on that show. Here's a little bit of his work. These people, dressed as they are, come from all over the United States to make deals here in the marketplace of America. Let's make a deal. And now, here's America's top trader, TV's big dealer, Monty Hall. He's in the show for like 30 years. Wow. It turns out he developed chronic back pain from carrying the heavy <laughs> really? props down the stairs for years on that show. That sucks. Which presented then as terrible, debilitating depression, and he took his own life on this because day. of the back pain. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's it, tragic. It was. Uh, it was a. It was a tragedy. And you know, uh, we talk about people who take their lives sometimes in this segment. So I like to take this opportunity to remind everyone that suicide. If you're having thoughts of suicide, and I know people do, um, there's help you can get. So I always like to give out the suicide prevention lifeline. This is here in the states. I'm sure there are. Um, equal services going on in the UK or wherever you may be in Canada or Australia. But here in the States, the phone number is 1-800-273-8255. That's the number. You can um, you can get support services and you can talk to someone there. And it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can reach out via that number. So I just like yeah. to remind folks. Definitely, especially uh, what, what's going on in the world in yeah. the last few months. A lot of people are really struggling yeah. with, with depression and um as we say here often, it is a uh, it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. So I, I know things may seem bleak, and you you may think you have no way out, but I promise you, life can change in the span of a minute or an hour yeah. or a day. And don't deprive yourself of that chance that things can get better. There's a light there somewhere. You'll find it. Yeah. On this day, in 1993, Christian Nyby, American film director, passed away at the age of 80. He started his career editing films for Howard Hawks, legendary director, films like The Have and Have Not and The Big Sleep. And then he later went on to direct a lot of television, some great classic television shows. Um, but he's probably best known for his work in a film called The Thing. Oh, yeah. Classic yeah. Uh, science fiction horror film. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah. And then later went on to be uh, remade by uh, John Carpenter, yeah, which was also the most an famous one, version. I think. Yeah. Right? Kurt Russell. And- yeah, that's great. Uh, 1996, Spiro Agnew, former vice president of these United States, passed away at the age of 77. He was forced out of office because of uh, corruption allegations. Mm. 
there was a time <laughs> where you couldn't serve as a politician right if they believed you were corrupt in any no, way no that's what, that's gone that seems silly that's out the window in, in in light yeah. of current events doesn't no. it yeah it's gone 1997 red skeleton passed away American comedian at the age of 84. Were you a Red Skeleton fan? I, mean, I think it was a little before my time. I didn't really see a lot he of Red did movies Skeleton. and stuff yeah, and everything. So really. was Bob Hope, but you know him, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he was really a thing I liked. <laughs> I don't, I don't, know I don't he think was he was. I liked. Because I get him mixed Fair up enough. with the other guy. Who's the Danny other? Danny Kaye? Uh, maybe it was Danny Kaye. I get him mixed up with one of the other. Was, who had the big wiener? <laughs> Red Skelton is he the one who had famously was no, like hung Milton Burl. Milton Burl, that's who I get him mixed up. Hung. I get Red Skelton mixed up. Red Skelton was called Red because he had red hair, right? And he would do like crazy voices and yeah. things, and he was like a clown. And yeah, stuff. yeah, I think he was okay. Yeah, he was all right. Didn't have a big dick though. And no, Eddie only likes comedians <laughs> with big dicks. 1998, Ted Binion passed away, heir to the Binion Casino fortune. This story is fascinating to me. Here's your million idea, million dollar idea, Hollywood. Make this movie. They did a shitty Lifetime version, a TV movie of this, and I saw it. It was not good. Hmm. But uh, this guy, Ted Binion, he's the son of Benny Binion, who started uh, Binion's Horseshoe down, downtown. I mean, In just, Old Vegas. Old yeah, Vegas. Yeah. Huge uh, casino family. He developed a drug habit that got he got pushed out of the business. So he created a 12-foot deep vault built in the desert where he kept... Tons of silver bullion and casino chips and paper currency and a hundred thousand rare coins. I mean, millions and millions of dollars of loot yeah. buried out there in the desert. So his ex stripper girlfriend at the time and his best friend, who we found out later was he was she was banging. Yeah, they get into cahoots and they hatch a plan to knock off Ted and to, to steal his stuff. Yeah. Now he's a heroin addict, right? So he overdoses. Or does he? So they get charged with murder and convicted, but then they get retried and the it gets overturned. Okay. So I mean, there's a lot of story there that you could tell. And do do they loot the the vault? Yes, that's how they found them. After his death, they go out to the desert and they find his best friend digging up digging up the, wow. the loot in the vault in the vault in the desert. That's fascinating. buried treasure, murder, ex strippers, boning. Oh, it's got everything. Heroin. Heroin. Perf- yeah. This movie has everything. I'm in it. You're in it? I'm in it. What role do you play? I'll be in. I'll be the heroin dude. <laughs> okay. I'll die of heroin early. You'll be Ted Binion. Yeah, give me Ted Binion. You'll be our victim. I'll be that guy. Speaking of heroin, this is sad news. On this day in 2000, Paula Yates, English TV personality, passed away at the age of 41 from an overdose. She was the girlfriend of Bob Geldof, and then uh, eventual wife of Bob Geldof. And then she developed a relationship with Michael Hutchins, lead singer of in excess she mm. was cheating on bob geldoff with him really yeah Ooh. and then michael hutchins uh, famously allegedly killed himself from a uh, autoerotic asphyxiation yes. yes 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 and then she took her own life uh, with an overdose in 2000 in 2016 charmaine carr american actress died at 73 she remained famous her entire life she only made one movie but if you make the right movie i guess that's all that matters she played a character called liesel the oldest daughter of Captain Georg von Trapp in a movie called The Sound of Music. I am 16, going on 17, I know that I'm naive. Fellows I meet may tell me I'm sweet and willingly I believe. You a fan? Uh, no. I like really. that movie. No. I like that. It's okay. 
she's dating a Nazi in the movie. Right, that's right. She's singing to a guy who's like, yeah, Liesl, you're pretty hot. And she's like, I am sitting here that's into being a Nazi. And he's, she's 16 and she's they're dating. 16. Kind of weird. It's all wrong. Where was Captain Von Trapp to put his foot down? <laughs> First of all, you're too young to be dating and singing out in the gazebo. Right. And secondly... Your boyfriend's a Nazi. It's a Nazi, man. I'm going to break up that relationship if I'm a father. Did not sing about it. No, not at all. 2014, uh, George Hamilton IV, not any relation to George Hamilton, the famously tan actor. Right. This guy was a country singer and a musician, big, big star in the 1960s. He died of a heart attack at the age of 77. This was his biggest hit. I don't know if you'll remember it or not, Eddie, mm. but uh, I sure do because my mom was a huge fan of this guy. Abilene. It's been easier to have a hit song. Yeah. Back in the 60s, I think so. 50s, and 60s. Some of the songs we play that were top 10 hits, I'm like, really? <laughs> I think he's still a couple songs out there. One of them's going to be a top 10 hit. He's right. He's rhyming Abilene. With town I've seen, girls won't be mean, Abilene. That's his, that's the extent there's a, there's of his a, lyrical gifts. There's a lot less noise back then. You could that's get something true. heard. True. And uh, this one's for you, Eddie Pence. 2017, Bobby Heenan oh, passed man. away on uh, Bobby this the brain. day. Bobby the Brain Heenan. 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 Uh, pro wrestler. More known as a manager. Color commentator, color manager. Color yeah. yeah, WWE Hall of Famer. Bobby the Brain Heenan. He was great on the microphone. He was great doing play-by-play -play and as a manager. I mean, he he knew how to get heat from the crowd and such a quick wit too. But he wrestled too, right? At some Early point on, yeah, he would always, career. yeah, he would he he started out as a wrestler and then later on he would do it as a gimmick sort of thing. Gotcha. Uh, at this point in the show, what we'd like to do is run a food past Eddie Pence that has something to do with someone who passed away on this day. We find out if whether uh, Eddie would eat it or perhaps stick it up his ass or pull it out of his ass. I would like to know about today's food, whether he would stick it up his ass. We'll I'll find let, out. I'll let you know. We'll find out. How do we find out? Well, we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. That is the only way to ascertain as to whether Eddie Pence would eat something or not. If it comes up jackpot, that means, yes, Eddie is going to eat it. However, if it comes up and those reels are mismatched, there's no jackpot. Oh, it's just it's sadness. It's ordering, it's ordering cock at the hardware store <laughs> kind of sadness. That's what happens. Today in 1899, okay. Charles Alfred Pillsbury passed away at the age of 56. He was a flour mogul, Eddie Pence, Mr. Pillsbury. Yeah, yeah. Started off with a couple flour mills. Everybody had flour mills back in the day. You know how they used to grind uh, wheat grain into flour back in the old stones, times? right? Two stones. Yeah would turn in opposite directions, and those uh, those millstones would yeah. just grind that wheat into flour. He looked at that and said, there's got to be a better way, and he came up with the idea of using steel, steel rolls to mill the grain, hmm. which was much quicker, much more efficient, and you could... And you didn't get gravel in your flour. <laughs> and you didn't get gravel in your flour, more importantly, and you get dirty, stony <laughs> flour. It became known as Pillsbury's Best. It was the finest flour in the world. Huh. And he started building a flour empire, and eventually the company, Pillsbury, became one of the biggest food companies in, yeah. in history. Uh, some of the acquisitions of Pillsbury along the way in its history. Burger King. Yeah, really? They bought Burger King, yes. That. Uh, remember the steak and ale restaurants? I do. Those, those were theirs. Bennigan's. I remember Bennigan's. Godfather's Pizza. 
Haagen-Dazs ice cream really? owned by Pillsbury. Pillsbury owned all that. Green giant vegetables, Pillsbury. <sighs> Just a giant conglomerate of almost everything you eat is, is owned Pillsbury. by Pillsbury at some point. Fascinating. Of course, famously, they're probably still best known. The brand name Pillsbury is famously known for its uh, pre-made dough uh, Yeah, Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, the Doughboy. You've seen him in the commercials. You can make magic and dough with the magic of pop and fresh dough. Try it. And it's uh, you get the rolls of cookie dough, right? Yeah. Pre-made, cut those off, and you yes. make them. You got your uh, crescent rolls, the Pillsbury yeah, crescent, the rolls. crescent rolls, yeah. Flaky biscuits, Eddie Pence. Those, Pillsbury flaky mm. biscuits. No, I don't like flaky. I know you don't. This means dry. Uh, however, one of the most popular Pillsbury products, yeah, was launched in 1985, fairly recently, as competition for Kellogg's Pop Tarts. They were tired of Pop Tarts uh, kicking their ass in the in the Tart Wars, <laughs> right? So they came up with something called. The toaster strudel. Oh, I remember the toaster strudel. Remember, it's still with us today, motherfucker. I haven't had one in a while. How dare you besmirch do the you, toaster strudel? Do you have toaster strudel in your cupboard? Toaster strudel kicks Pop-Tart ass every day and twice on Sunday. <laughs> Love the toaster strudel. Uh, in fact, of course, it was famously mentioned in the movie Mean Girls, where one of the characters, uh, Gretchen Wieners, uh, they address her family fortune. That little one? It's Gretchen Wieners. She's totally rich because her dad invented toaster strudel. Yeah, the toaster strudel. <laughs> That's the one where you could put the, the, the you had the packet of cream you could oh, put on there yourself, right? You with the cream. Here we go again. It's called icing. <laughs> oh, you put the white cream on it after it's hot. <laughs> you know the cock. Oh, man. Yes, you you get a little <laughs> uh, you get a, hot cream. You get a little tube of icing that you put on your hot toaster strudel. Yeah. God damn, it's so good. Uh, here are some popular flavors of toaster strudel. Wildberry. Mm -hmm. Oh, the wildberry. I like the Danish-style cream cheese. That, for me, is the tastiest one. Okay. A blueberry, raspberry, apple, cinnamon roll with Cinnabon flavor. Oh, that's good, too. <laughs> but the most popular, the biggest selling toaster strudel in Pillsbury history yeah. is the strawberry toaster strudel. Kind yeah. of the basics. Just like uh, Pop-Tart probably is uh, number one. Is probably the strawberry there as well. But it's not about me and my love of toaster strudel. No, sir. It's all about Eddie Pence. Is he a guy who likes to dig into a big toaster strudel, get that white cream all over his lips <laughs> and his face after he's had it? It's only one way for us to find out. Let's pull that handle and see what Eddie Pence will do. One toaster, two, two toasters. Oh, my God. Oh, my dear God. I, I don't really. That's not a breakfast food I really eat. I don't really eat toaster. I don't eat I don't eat pastries. I'll have a donut, like a chocolate donut or something. Well, I'm glad you don't eat pastries cream. then. But I don't, I don't have, I don't like fruit-filled pastries. Not that. What about the cream cheese, the, the Danish-style cream cheese-filled one? No. Oh, my God. No. No. Toaster strudels rule. I'll, I know what to get you for Christmas now. I just, I'm just not a. I don't eat fruit filled type pastries. But for it's breakfast. not even fruit. It's not like you're getting real strawberries. Not. You're getting Pillsbury right. pre made packed just strawberry a, jam they put in there, whatever it I'll is. I just have a bowl Barely of cereal or, or a bagel or something. I don't. Toaster strudel. I don't want 9,000 calories for breakfast. Oh my God. The, and you, your creamy thing Life's you, too you short. spread on there. Life's too short, Eddie. Just, well, just, I just eat don't the want fucking it. strudel. I don't. Well, it's too sweet. And the, for the morning time, it's just too much. But a Krispy Kreme donut, that doesn't yeah, have, I'll kill that, that. Is, that isn't sweet. I'll muscle that down. Well, then what? don't go I to sweet. I don't know. It just doesn't. It's, I don't. I had one when I was a kid, and I didn't like it. You're, you're. I didn't like it. You, you're a dumb kid. I probably was. But toaster strudels. Nah, it's not my thing. Well. But have at it. I'm gone. You can have mine.
And I'd see, I thought maybe you were gonna say no pop tarts were better or something. Then we could no. have a we could have a battle. We could have a battle. I don't well, like. I don't matter. think I like either one. You don't have a preference, so why point? Why should we battle? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, if you, if we, mm. that, I, the the chocolate pop tart's good. That's one of the filled with chocolate. That's good. My lord. You Do are. they have a chocolate strudel? I don't. Not, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I'll, get, I'll not, get that. I'm not well versed in every flavor of toaster strudel. I just don't like fruit. Okay. In the in the pastries. Fair enough. That's today's Hello Death. Hello Death. You're dead now, so shut up. All righty, now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, this was interesting news. Looks like. Uh, SNL has found its actor to play Joe Biden when they come back on the air. <laughs> I saw that. They have tapped Jim Carrey to play Joe Biden in new episodes leading up to the election. Apparently, um, Alec Baldwin will still return as President Trump. Maya Rudolph will be on hand to play uh, Kamala Harris. Yeah. So they're starting to flesh out their cast for the election run up to uh, That should be fun. That's a great cast to watch. Do it those. is. Yeah. Uh, Biden has been played before on the show, m- most often by Jason Sudeikis. Yes. And I think he's great. He is. He is great at that. Um, it just seems odd to me. You remember in the days when Saturday Night Live, would, the cast would actually right. do impressions and perform roles and stuff? All this stunt casting, Wait, loaning it, out, I'm, I'm not I'm not in love with that it. That kind of started, what, with uh, Tina Fey bringing, bringing her back to do uh, Palin, right? Yeah. yeah. That but she was a cast that. member. She did it on she the was show a cast. as a cast member. Right. They just had her returning. Zudakis was a cast member. He returned. I think they're just trying to draw the ratings, right? Have I Jim suppose. Carrey come back and you already have Alec Baldwin. But I would think I'd be first frustrated if I was on that cast. Oh, I absolutely would. Going with movie stars. Like, it used to be you, if you played that role, like yeah. Tina Fey, yeah. that made her career. She right. became white hot news because she was so funny as yeah. Palin. Dana Carvey was George Bush. Right. It made his made his career. Right. That and Church Lady and a couple other characters. But you're, you got one less opportunity to shine on that show. It is weird. When movie stars are coming in playing the big roles. It's like, what's the point of having a set cast if you're just right. going to bring just, in just people? Just bring in guests every week yeah. to do stuff. Anyway, Jim Carrey, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure he won't mug and talk out of his ass and do, <laughs> do everything that he always does. So... Wait and see. Kanye West is on a roll lately, man. He is on a roll. He is furious with the music industry and the NBA, calling them modern-day slave ships, Eddie Pence. He loves throwing that out, doesn't he? He sure does. He says, without uh, black people, there's no NBA and there's no music industry. And so they should have ownership in those uh, properties because the the people who own those... uh, teams and those record companies are making a lot of money off of uh, black artists yes here's here's what i would say yes first of all the nba players and musicians are also making a lot of money they're not making as much money they're millionaires and the own the companies yeah but they're doing pretty well for themselves i would say most people work for a company and get a paycheck from that company very few people have the opportunity to become owners in those companies. Right. That's just not the way most people live their lives. No, I agree. And especially in sports, there's a it's predominantly older white men who own football teams and baseball teams and basketball teams. And there's not a lot of women or minority owners in sports. Right. And I think that should change. I think 
uh, African Americans or minorities who have an enormous amount of money should buy or yes. or start teams. I mean, Jennifer Lopez is doing it. With well, she's, Rodriguez. she tried with the Mets. Yeah, um, I I think the opportunity should be there. But you can't say simply because someone works for an organization that automatically there's an inroad to ownership. They should own there. the organization they work for. Most of us right. don't get to own the organizations that right. we work for. Even wildly successful white people don't necessarily get to right. do that. So I think his point is valid, but by saying simply because these players make a lot of money for the corporations they work for, I made a lot of money for K-Rock back in the you day. K-Rock. I never got a piece of the pie when it came to the money right. coming out on the other Tom end. Tom Hanks has made movie studios tons of money, but he's not... He's he, not his, they he, don't put him on the board of directors at Warner Brothers right. or something. That's not how business works. You just got to work sometimes and just make as much money as you can. That's how most people live. Yeah. I don't think he sees it that way because he owns so many businesses and stuff. Yeah. Which is great, and more. And I wish more opportunities like that came for minority uh, businessmen. Yeah, and and I think it will. As you know, if you take your money and you invest it, or you create something, and or you start a business, then and if he was a little more mentally healthy or saner, he could take, he could become a business owner of a minor of a of a sports team. Yeah. or you know what I'm saying? Like he could yeah, he instead could, of running for president, he could actually channel his energies into uh, creating opportunities for black yes, businesses. Do good things instead of pissing on Grammys. How dare you? That was a noble statement. How was it? In case you missed it, Eddie Pence is referring to the video he posted of himself urinating on his Grammy in the toilet because that's how he feels about the music. It's just crazy, man. Seems like at one point he cared a lot about uh, awards. Yeah. And now he's peeing on them. Yeah. He's, he's, he's seen the light. Sharon Stone is in the news. What? She's furious that she's still a sex symbol at 62, Eddie Pence. She's mad about it? Mad about it. People still want to see my boobs, she told Town & Country magazine. I'm 62. It's like, really? Grow up, she said. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, work. I never thought I was that sexy, she said. Yeah, like she didn't cash what? in on that uh, what? basic instinct what? role. Yeah, she wants to be taken seriously as an actress, Eddie Pence. She's a good actress, but like she's fine. the fact that you can't say she denies that she was a sex symbol. And by the way, if people are still attracted to you at 62 in the entertainment industry, you should be happy it's about a good that. Thing. Shouldn't be sad. Anyway, she's going to be featured in the upcoming uh, Netflix series Ratchet, the uh, prequel to the Nurse Ratchet story from One Floor Over the Cuckoo's okay. Nest. So she'll be in that. So we'll get to see her. Here's some collectible stories. You know how I feel about the collectibles. Brandon Lee's crow costume sold at auction recently mm. for $25,000. Oh, really? The distressed black shirt, leather pants, and trench coat he wore in that 1994 cult film. It's not what he was killed in, was it? Um, uh, Does it say? It's I don't believe like, that was okay. the actual costume right, that, that he died been, in. No. This was, um, this was uh, in multiple scenes. It was screen used, including one of the final shootouts in the movie but uh, not the one that he was actually okay. shot in that'd be a little creepy that'd be morbid yeah um that could go in that dude's museum in las vegas you could, uh, yeah, yeah your yeah, best friend my best, best friend but in his death museum <laughs> Twenty-five thousand dollars. i would have thought that would go for more because usually uh, sci-fi and fantasy things go for big bucks yeah not as big as this uh, next collectible story the notorious big in his final iconic photo shoot in 1997 wore a toy plastic crown kind of crown you get at a um, party city at mm -hmm. halloween time like yeah. the king's crown cost six bucks <laughs> those crowns do just went off at auction at sotheby's recently the winning bidder 
All right, bonus points, Eddie oh, Pence. God. If you can guess uh, within 50 grand how much the winning bidder paid for the crown that was worn by uh, Biggie. Uh, $200,000. 594 wow. $750,000 wow. for Notorious B.I.G. And they're um, sure it's the same one. Yep. It was kept by the photographer. Wow. Yeah. Six bucks they bought it for, and now uh, almost $600,000. That's quite an investment. Significant return <laughs> on your investment. Wow. And New York Comic Con is moving ahead despite the pandemic. Of course, it will be a virtual event, just like San Diego. But now they're starting to announce the panels that they'll be featuring. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's some interesting ones. Oh, yeah. If you're the kind of person who doesn't mind going on a virtual panel to watch people answer questions this could be for you you know animaniacs is coming back yep. so all the original voice cast members of that show my buddy rob paulson and uh tress mcneil jess harnell maurice lamarche will all be on hand you did voices on that didn't you the new one the new animatics yeah. i had done a couple nice. things on the new one yeah archer they're going to be doing uh, a uh, panel for that animated show which is also awesome doctor who is going to have its own panel mm -hmm. walking dead of course fear the walking dead Modoc, the new animated series with Patton Oswalt as Modoc. Nice. That's going to be funny. I can't wait for that. <laughs> uh, Stargirl, the new uh, DC show, they're yep. going to have a panel. I haven't seen any of that, but people say it's good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Walking Dead, as I mentioned, What We Do in the Shadows. Very funny show. Do you watch that? No, I've been meaning to get to that. Come one. on. Eddie. I keep hearing good things about it. So funny. That's what I hear. Yeah, I got to finish it up. And uh, Star Trek Universe. All the Star Trek shows, including Lower Decks, will be on there as well. Nice. So uh, I think it's early October. You can watch that if you're so inclined. Today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on this day, September 17th. Lamont McLemore from Fifth Dimension is 85 years old today. Sandra Peterson, Avira, Mistress of the Dark, is 69. Comedian Rita Rudner is 67. I remember her as being like the big female comedian. Rodney Dangerfield pushed her. Back quite, in the day. Yeah, a I lot. I used to see her everywhere on television. Yeah. She, she headlined in Vegas all the time. I think, is it she still, I think that's where she was the last time I saw her. Was She just had like a residency in Vegas I somewhere. believe she does, yeah. Drummer Chuck Camo of Simple Plan is 41 years old today. Puppeteer Kevin Clash is 60 years old today. He was the original Elmo on Sesame Street. The voice and puppeteer mm. behind Elmo no longer has that position. Yeah. Turns out Elmo like give young men alcohol. Yeah. Touch uh, their peepees. Not a good uh, ending. For Wasn't that, a dude. good ending for a guy working on a kids show. Nope. <laughs> Actor director Paul Feig is 58 years old. Director Baz Luhrmann is 58 as well. Moulin Rouge still one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm. You didn't like Moulin Rouge? No, I liked it. Yeah. It's so very cinematic. Yeah. All of his movies, I enjoyed he it. directs it in ways that no one else is doing the kind of movies that he does or the way that he yeah. does them. It's always so visually, especially visually it's interesting. It's a big screen film to see. It's not, for sure. It doesn't translate as well on the smaller screen. No, it doesn't. But that, that Ewan McGregor, he can sing, man. We didn't know that until that what movie. What can't he do? Oh, he's so good. Come. 
<laughs> Businessman Robert Herchevik from Shark Tank is uh, 57. Kyle Chandler from Friday Night Lights is 55. Rapper Doug E. Fresh celebrates his birthday today. He's 54. He was fresh before the Prince was, man. <laughs> yeah. Malik Yoba from uh, Alphas is 53. Did you ever watch Alphas on... Um, I never did. Sci-Fi Channel? No, never So did. good. Uh, David Strathairn and a great cast. Never saw it. 53 today, uh, Danielle Brooks from Orange is the New Black is 31. Vinny of Naughty by Nature is 50 today. Get out with LP. <laughs> you done with OPP? Yeah, yeah. other people's penises and You know me. Too. Bobby Lee from Mad TV is 49 years old today. You must know Bobby. Bobby Lee? Bobby Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bobby. Comedian, stand-up comedian. And lastly, Fee Waybill, goddamn national treasure. Fee Waybill, lead singer for The Tubes. 72 years old today. I love me some tubes. <laughs> That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now it's time to take a look across the pond for the entertainment news from the UK. It's our UK correspondent, Mr. Steve Ashton. Oh, Ralph, you make Joe Cocker look like Joe Biden. <laughs> uh, hey, Sir Elton's in the news. All, all hands. Hey, Sir Elton's in the news. Finally, some Elton John news. What's going on? I know, I know. Elton John and his husband, David Furnish, are getting into the drinks business. Oh. I know, right? So reportedly, they're producing their own line of non-alcoholic apple juice. I thought all apple juice was non-alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, me too. Surely alcoholic apple juice is called cider. Yes, yeah, surely. I don't know. Anyway, he's following in the footsteps of Kylie Minogue, who's got their own, her own range of wine, David Beckham, who's got whiskey, Clooney and Reynolds, of course, have got vodka and gin, respectively. Now, apparently, Elton and David's venture already has, has a star-studded waiting list with Victoria Beckham and Elizabeth Hurley expressing interest, the sycophantic fucks that they are. <laughs> Uh, Elton's first vintage will be called Woodside, and it's named after their old Windsor estate uh, with the, where the apples come from, uh, from their orchard. Now, I doubt Elton or David are out picking and pressing apples, are they? <laughs> no. They're out picking and pressing Moroccan twinks, yes, but not apples. <laughs> I like the embellishment of Moroccan there. Anyway, uh, in a statement... Sir Elton said, this is just one of those fun things David and I dreamt up whilst whiling away the hours in lockdown. Uh, if you'd like to be one of the lucky people to try a bottle, you can simply back off. <laughs> uh, because that's actually true, because uh, they don't have commercial plans for Woodside as of yet, but their celebrity pals like Victoria and Elizabeth are eager to uh, for, to sample. Well, I mean, for Posh, that would take up a whole year calorific allowance if she had just a wet lip of it, wouldn't it? <laughs> 
Hey, D-Rad's, D-Rad's in the news. Your boy, Radcliffe, what's he doing? Yeah. I don't know about you, Ralph, but when I think of American sports, I automatically think Daniel Shitting Radcliffe. <laughs> sure. He's synonymous, isn't he, after all? I mean, NFL, Radcliffe. Ice hockey, Radcliffe. Shite actor being held face down in a sink full of decaying pigeon cadavers, Radcliffe. <laughs> So, so it will come as no surprise that Radcliffe has collaborated with Defector, a brand new sports blog and media company. And no, that's not a treatment for the latest season of Ballers. He was on their site reading out some of their best tweets of the year so far. And then out of the blue, he mentions Philly Sports Radio WIP's Howard Eskin. Are you familiar with Mr. Eskin's work? Not only am I familiar with Howard, but we went to the same high school. Shut the front door. Get the... Really? Yes. Well, your boy Eskin gets a mention. Let's hear a clip. Here is WIP anti-legend Howard Eskin or Eskin. I don't know how you say his name, but I'm reliably informed that he is a man who exists. Coming back from ACL injury last season, hashtag Phillies left fielder Lawrence McCutcheon, not the person's name, is in the cage working himself back. So far looks fine. And as people, you know, pointed out to him, that is not that man's name and that his name is Andrew McCutcheon. Oh, God. How does shit like this get greenlit, Ralph? You're in the business, you know. <laughs> I don't at all. Well, I have what I think is an accurate reconstruction. Would you like to hear it? I would love to. Okay, you guys, I want to get some good ideas together how we're going to launch Defector. I want this motherfucker to go viral. How about, like, uh, I know Jimmy Kimmel has, uh, like, people reading mean tweets. I fucking love that shit. Oh, yeah, this shit's going to go viral up the ass. Who you got in mind? I don't know, maybe, like, Gronk or, like, a hockey player or something. Fuck that shit. I want to go supersonic. Who do the kids love? I don't know. Get that Harry Potter kid. The fucking Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, the kid's like him, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Does that seem pretty close, Ralph, to how it actually goes? I think that is quite accurate. All right. Dear me, no wonder we're in the shitstorm we're in. Uh, so listen, I've got to go now, Ralph. I've been inspired, actually, by Sir Elton with his non-alcoholic apple juice line. And I'm working on my own drinks company. Oh, great. What is it? Well, all the main ones are taken, aren't they? You've got whiskey, gin, vodka. I'm actually working on a sherry brand. I'm bringing sherry back. Oh, clever. Yeah, I'm, I'm targeting people um, with absolutely zero taste who spend their miserable lives being depressed and drinking far too much and whose lives are meaningless. Uh, so I've got a captive audience, especially during lockdown, haven't I? <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm actually pitching a celebrity that I feel perfectly reflects the brand values of misery and despair. <laughs> I'm calling it Sheer and Sherry. <laughs> I want a bottle. And the slogan is Sheer and Sherry when you've simply had enough of life. <laughs> but I've got loads to do. I, I better get on. And lastly, every Thursday, we like to get sexy up in here by flinging open the doors of that esteemed institute of learning, Ralph Sex University. You don't know what to do. There's one man to help you through. He's a graduate of sex. Summer comes out late. All right, let's clamp it, shall we? Mm.
Mm-mm. This email comes from listener Hildy, Hildy. regarding questions about uh, for Sex University. I, I recently yeah. asked people if they had any topics they'd like to talk about, and that still stands. If anything like we'd uh, like us to cover here on Sex University, feel free to drop me an email, ralph at theralphreport.com, or you can leave a voicemail message as well. Uh, Hildy starts off uh, in the uh, subject line of her email is yeah. simply clamps exclamation point <laughs> so i knew exactly She's what really she wanted to talk it, about there's definitely an art to using them she writes some people don't know not to yank them off nipples or clits mm. without clearing it with their partners come on man Ouch. right out of the gate with that and a little pre-play oh. prep with new clit clamps or labia clasps can make things more fun when you do play, she oh, writes. So apparently Lord. she has some history with oh, these. Oh, man. And she would like to talk about that. Let's talk about clamps, shall we? Sure. Let's talk about clamps, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Clamps. <laughs> a lot of people, when they think clamps, they're thinking nipples right away. But That's you can, where my you mind goes. You can clamp any part of the, practically any part of the body. Wow. We'll talk about places to clamp and places not to clamp okay. as we move forward. But let's talk about clamps themselves, shall we? There's several different kinds of clamps you can use for sex play, Eddie Pence. There's the slide ring clamp, okay, which is basically two long pieces of metal, mm-hmm. usually tipped with rubber or silicone at the end. And then there's a sliding ring that you push down, and that closes the two pieces of metal tighter, so closer together. Varying, de- varying degrees of pressure. Exactly. Okay. So you can easily adjust how much pressure you put yeah, on okay. there. Just a little bit, or you can side the ring all the way down to the end for more pressure if you choose to. Mm-mm. But it's very good. It's a very good starter clamp okay. so that you can control easily how much pressure right. is put on your partner. Yeah. Then they also have crocodile clamps. Think um, jumper cables. Okay. <laughs> Why would, that's extreme. Um, but it's, it works pretty much in the right, same okay, way. I Only gotcha. there's one. It's like a C-clamp, um, sort of. No, there's there's a one flat piece. It's spring-loaded, and then there's a one other arm that kind of goes up and down. That's why it's called a crocodile, because it looks like the up the upper jaw of a crocodile. Like a roach clip? Yeah, exactly, something like that. Then there's plier cl- clamps. Those are, look like, naturally, a pair of pliers, as you can imagine. Those are spr- spring-loaded, so you would push the uh, the ends, if you're thinking about pliers, the ends of the pliers yeah, together yeah, yeah. would open up the mouth. When you release them, it comes down because there's a spring on there. Uh-huh. Now, the clamp, the, the plier clamps have a, 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 a more pointed, less there's less surface area on the ends, so mm-hmm. their impact into the flesh is more significant than the flat alligator or the slide ring clamps. Okay, okay? And that feels good. Uh, if you don't want clamps at all, if you're just really starting out, they have these things called silicone nipple suckers. Okay. That's like a tube that you press the air out of, and then you put it on a nipple, and then you leave it, and it just creates a suction. Yeah. And it, it adheres from Almost suction. Like cupping? Yeah, kind yeah. of like cupping. So you can do that. And, of course, there's good old American clothespins, too. <sighs> if, you're in a, if you're in a pinch and you don't want to invest in some nipple clamps, you can start off your experimentation just right. with good old wooden uh, uh, clothespins. Yeah. Those aren't comfortable. Uh, they're wonderful. Oh. There's high-end ones, too. You can get uh, vibrating heated nipple clamps if you want to go that route. Very expensive, okay. but could be worth it to depending on what you're into. And then going back to our earlier sex you a couple of weeks ago, uh, they have electrified nipple clamps as well. If you want to send shocks uh, through the nipple clamps with electroplay, they have ones with chains well. on them too. So you can like tug. Yes. I've seen that. And, and yeah, the, those will usually come in a set of two. So you can put them on the nipples. The chain hangs down. You can tug, but you can also put weights on that mm. chain as well. It depends oh, if you want to up your, uh, up the ante a little bit. Mm-mm. Here's uh, what you need to do if you're just starting out in the world of clamps, okay? You need to recognize as the clamper 
Yeah. What, how much pressure you're exerting on the clamp B. Right. So they say take your clamp and put it in the skin between your thumb and your finger, that little web of skin there. Uh-huh. Test it out there. Test the different degrees. Most of these have um, adjusters on there so you can change the amount of pressure that you put on that. Okay. So find one that is right for you and your partner. Don't ever use a clamp without knowing how much pressure you're exerting with that clamp because it can lead to... Uh, Pain, pain, but also damage. You can also also damage the body if you Ugh. if you leave the clamp on too hard, or more specifically, too long, because you will be cutting off blood supply to whatever area you're yeah. clamping. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. for longer than ten minutes or so, you can start to actually uh, do, nerves, do right? damage to the tissue because it's not getting blood flow in there. So mm. be, be careful, Eddie Mm-mm. Pence, when you do this at home. I don't have to worry about it. Where can you use clamps? Now, a lot of people think naturally nipple. But as uh, Hildy mentioned in her email, labia is also very popular. Yeah. Clamping on labia. Uh, the more adventurous can go for the clitoris if they'd like to have that clamped. That okay. is uh, another level of play. Right. On gentlemen, it's the scrotum mostly that gets clamped. No, you no, want to no, put no, a no, clamp no, no. on nope. your scrotum. Nope. Very important. If you're going to clamp nope. the scrotum, make sure you don't get the vas deferens <sighs> in the clamp because if you clamp that off for too long, you can do some serious damage to yeah. the ability for that person to it's have kids. Homemade vasectomy. Yeah, so you don't want that Mm-mm. at all. But here's some other options. Uh, a lot of people put clamps on earlobes. That, yeah. that can hurt. That, yeah. can, that can that get your attention. Head clip on earrings. Lower lip. Yeah. Tongue. Nostril. Septum. Eyebrow. Back. Belly. Legs. Arms. Fingers. And even the foreskin can be clamped. Oh God! If uh, your partner has one of those. No. Uh, by the way, the labia—they say when you clamp the labia, there is something called uh, the—it's like a a wishbone of nerves that comes out from the clitoris yeah. down through the labia. Yeah. They say if you put uh, clips on the on the labia, you can actually stimulate the clitoris, and uh, a lot of women can have orgasms that way because of what you're doing. Really? Now, here's the thing about clamps. Um. Some areas you definitely should not put them on. Where? Any place where there is uh, tendons, such as the Achilles heel, uh, groin, armpits, back of the knee, shouldn't mess with that because you can do some real damage to the tendons and nerves in those parts. So stay away from those areas, okay? Uh, Don't put it on any uh, mole or... uh, (laughs) Or a skin tag or anything <laughs> like that, because you can rip it off Let and you clamp can... your mole. <laughs> it can happen. Oh. And again, uh, be careful when you're doing the uh, the scrotum because you, yeah, there's, there's tubes and things. Maybe and just avoid it altogether. Things that just you need avoid the scrotum there. altogether. Now, here's the thing about clamps that you may not know this, not being a, a person who's experienced clamps. The putting on the clamp causes an initial pain, uh huh, and then uh, the blood flow ceases, mm-hmm. but eventually you get used to that. The real pain comes when you remove the clamp. And all the blood flushes And it comes flushing back in. That area is super sensitive because it's been clamped. And then it gets a rush of feeling back into it. What is the... What drives the pleasure of clamping? It's endorphins, really. It's endorphins. so it is a it is a, it's a pain thing. It's a pain rush. Yeah, you gotta you have to be sort of a pain fan in order. You're to, deriving to pleasure enjoy from pain. This. That, it's it's sensitivity, and it is the the intensity of feeling. Some people are very sensitive to pain. Some people are not. So they they can ride that wave in between pleasure and pain with this with the uh, the rush that they get from that. Yeah. Hmm. So. Uh, hmm. It's important to remember, as Hildy mentioned, don't rip the clamp <laughs> off unless the person is willing, ready, and able for that. Usually you do have to press the clamp open before you take it oh. off the skin. Although some people do what they call the zipper, which is a series of 
clothespins on a person's body somewhere, and then they tie a thin rope or fishing line between them all. Yeah. And they start at the top and they go, dit, 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 and they pull them all that in rapid succession. Awful. <laughs> that sounds torture. That sounds like that's, I wouldn't do that to someone I dislike. That's a sex act called the zipper, in case you were curious. Oh, that sounds awful. Uh, what else do we need to, uh, yeah, check in from time to time if you're leaving the clamp on to make sure there's not too much blood uh, flow being cut off and the person's and uh, feeling you've done okay this. You've it. been a clamper or a clamp E? I have clamped. I've never been an E. I've only been an ER. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Look, okay. some people like it. Who likes it more, male or female? Does it seem more of a female thing? Or do men... I know, I, I, obviously, some men do like it, too, but is it more a female thing? A lot of women seem to to enjoy clamping, especially the nipples and areola yeah. and labia seems so as tender. well. Yeah, it certainly is. It's so sensitive. But, you know, uh, they're, they're built to be, uh, you know, chewed on and sucked on. Oh. So, I mean, they, they can handle a lot. You're not going to do too much damage there. Uh, yeah, that's you know, what you're babies about. tear them up. Exactly. Now, here's the thing. Some clamps, as I mentioned, most of them have rubber tips or silicone tips at the end. Some, however, are bare metal, and some, like the alligator clips, do have teeth at the bottom. <laughs> so be careful of what you're purchasing and know what you're using yeah. before you put it on because those ones with teeth naturally yeah. can tear the right. uh, the skin as well. Don't, don't put that on a hemorrhoid, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you should clamp anyone's hemorrhoid, really. So if if you take nothing else away from today's sex university, please don't clamp the hemorrhoids. Oh, that's it for today's class in clamping. Oh, no thanks. And for today's show, thank you, boys and girls, for joining us. Come on back tomorrow. We're going to have some fun because it's a Friday. Love me a Friday show. Steve Ashton will be back. Back-to-back -back UK updates. Also, will join us for the video vault where we talk about our favorite films from a particular year in cinema. All that, including more of your phone calls, entertainment news, and uh, laughs aplenty, I hope. No, there will be. Come on back and yes. join us. Uh, in order to join us, you got to stay healthy. So I'm going to ask you to... Stay the fuck at home! If you can, wash your hands. Stay good in the hood. And always... Stay swell, give them hell, buddy. Remember, kids, don't clamp the hemorrhoids. Oh, oh. God, that's awful. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow. And until tomorrow, love you. Mean it. Bye.